Hey, thanks for listening. Hope you're doing well. In this episode, recorded on the 28th of August 2020, I spoke to Yuande Adesida, or Yui for short, about her journey in cycling, which to me has been nothing short of meteoric. Um, we shared stories about what inspires her in cycling, how she got into it, plans for the future, nutrition, um, and everything in between, really. Um, a super chilled, really inspirational lady who's big on paying it forward and has been a huge help to me with the Cycling Chats podcast, introducing me to so many of the amazing people that I've spoken to from the Women of Colour Collective. Um, I hope you enjoy this one as much as I always do. Hi Yui, how are you doing? I'm alright, I'm a bit tired. Are you? I'm the same. What, what's got you tired with sort of stories? Um, I drove from London to Cornwall this morning. And then, today? Yeah, today. Okay. And yesterday I was driving from Yorkshire to London, so it's been a lot of driving. What, what's going on? What is going on? Um, Yorkshire was... Uh, like work, yeah, cycling stuff, um, yeah. and Cornwall's just time off. Time off. Okay. How long have you got? Hopefully. How, how um, I'm here. I'm here till Tuesday. Okay. I really massively appreciate you doing this in your in your time off. So I'm going to make it hopefully as pain free and as light as possible, so you can get some rest. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. Before before we kick off, just wanted to say. Hi to a few people. I could see already, like folks have joined. I can see Creedub is here. A good friend of mine, Matt Clark. Um, Theo is on here. Um, Michael Cummings in New York has joined. So, oh, Dan, Dan Gage just popped up. Hi, Dan. So, it looks like you, you've, you've, you, you, your milkshake has brought the people to the yard. Uh, normally, <laughs> just me and my mum. <laughs> just me and my mum. Thanks for joining, everyone. Uh, thanks everyone can you see me all right because you know when you do this sort of thing it sometimes it cuts on my head is my head in the whole frame or um pretty much just like the very top bit that's all right people are not missing too much because my head is huge so it's it's all right but yeah no I'm, I'm i'm like you i'm pretty tired i don't know what got into me i think my um i was just so excited about the weekend coming last night and i was pumped to get on the bike this morning do some training i couldn't sleep i just killed my i couldn't sleep just like, do you ever have that where you're just so excited that you just can't sleep, which is stupid, really? Yeah, it's really you annoying do. when it happens. It and don't. You, like, when you have to go up early as well, and you're like, please just fall asleep. This is it. This is it. I was like, right, six o'clock. My legs haven't been with me all week. So six o'clock, I was like, we're doing this. We're training. We're going to hit Swift hard. And the alarm went off, and I was like, oh, my God, I've just got to bed. Like, this this is not, this is not what it should be. <laughs> but... But hey, hey, um, thank you, Scooby. That's my good friend, through um, Eo, Bessie, that's Avril, I think. Welcome, welcome. So look, I think we've got some people here and we're two minutes past the hour and I know you need a break and we said that we're going to hard stop before seven today. Like, I need to stop talking, basically. Okay. Yeah, I need to. Hey, Steph. Um, so let, um, perhaps if I do a quick introduction and then we'll turn over to you to do like a bio um, and then we'll go from there. So... Um, so for those of you who haven't heard me speak before and just have stumbled across 
Instagram and found me. Um, my name is Kofi. Um, I'm the founder of Ride for Unity. Um, the idea behind Ride for Unity, which is something that I started with help of friends and family back in June, is that as cyclists, we come in all different sizes, sexes, uh, shapes, and also shades. So the ethos behind it is that no matter who you are, no matter where you are in the world, together we ride, together we love our bikes, chatting about bikes, which is what this is all about. Um, and the chat series um, is really about increasing participation. So no matter what your name is, starting from A to Z, I want you to be able to come on here, hear the stories of some pretty inspiring people. And hopefully, if you don't ride currently, get a bike, start riding. Or if you do, push it to another level. Because um, as we'll hear from our guest today, my friend Yui, there's their level to this game. Um, and so I'd like to turn over to Yuande, um, my friend Yui, um, if we go by Yui, who um, could perhaps give us a brief bio of who you are and um, your involvement in cycling today, if that's all right. Cool. Uh, so my name is Yuande, but most people, I think, in cycling know me as Yui. So I think that's what we're going to stick with for this chat. Um, I am a PhD student, so I'm doing that part time and then also a cyclist. Um, so I got into cycling properly just coming up to four years now. Um, I switched over from rowing and when I switched to cycling my intention was to always race uh, so I've been racing for three years now but this is probably the longest I've gone without doing a race since I've started uh, I can of, imagine. Um, the pandemic but I yeah. think it's a break that I needed. No, indeed, indeed. Okay, I like this. And you know the thing, I, I spot this theme whenever anyone comes on, they kind of give this sort of high level, just like, oh yeah, I do these things. And they don't go into the detail, they don't go into the juice, and maybe that's just warming up or whatever. But you, you, let me get this right, you're doing a PhD right now? Yes. And then you race as well? Yes. Okay. And there are other involvements in cycling. We're going to get onto that. So talk, talk me through. Let's, let's start back. 2020 is of, 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 of what, what I'd call a, a write-off for many people. You know, the, the fuse box has gone off. We're resetting. We're not doing what we usually would do. If we go back to 2019, would you give us a couple of highlights in terms of your cycling journey there and what you sort of achieved, just to give us some context? Okay, uh, I'm just going to start by saying 2020 hasn't been a write-off because I think I've learned a lot about myself like Love the past that. few months during lockdown that I wouldn't have had the chance to otherwise. Yeah. Um, but going back to 2019, um, I so when I when I started racing, I did track and road endurance stuff, and end of 2018, 2019, it was like. Um, the beginning of like my track sprint mm. career. Uh, so I went to senior track nationals for the first time mm. in January. Um, and then in February, uh, Stram released their Red ETAP Axis group set and I was featured in that campaign. Mm -hmm. um, I became a Stram ambassador. Amazing. Um, what else? I did my first century, so that was Ride London in August. Oh, incredible. Um, and, yeah, I would say those are probably, like, the big yeah. thing that happened. No, no, no I'm, I'm going to scratch my head there a little bit, because where was it that you came first in the indoor Kirin? What was that? When was that? 10th. 
I wish I, I wish I won. No, it was ten. That was that a national. But that was your. Was that your first attempt at it? Um. Yeah. So I'd raced Kieran's like on outdoor tracks, but it's very different yeah. indoors. So yeah, nationals okay. was like the first time. Um. And I just went into like have fun, and then it was nice to like progress through the rounds. Amazing, amazing. Just as 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 one does. And then the um national sprinters league. Like, how did you do in that? Uh, so I came sixth okay. overall, like yeah. national sprinters. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's coming out. Um, it's coming out. Yeah. So again, I kind of I set my target of like placing top ten. So yeah. it was nice to exceed that. That's brilliant. And look, taking it back to 2018, I know there was a few highlights in there that I've read about, but just to share for people, because for me, it's meteoric, you know, from, you know, four or five years ago, doing your own thing to come into cycling to then placing in these competitions, which are, are tough. I've never done them, but I can imagine they're tough. It's pretty awesome. Um, are there a couple of highlights from 2018? If we just take it back to that year and then we can we can move forward from there. Uh, so 2018... Um, I won my first road crit, which is really exciting. Um, I actually won two crits that year. Um, I managed to get my second cat license, um, like road and track. So like those of you who don't know how it works, you start as out as a fourth cat and then go third, second, first elite, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, what else? Oh, I raced at Bucks, uh, which is like University Nationals. Uh-huh. So that was like the first big sprint thing I did. And I, I came third, so got a bronze medal in the individual sprint, which, again, was like yeah. amazing because I'd mainly awesome been stuff. doing endurance stuff up until then. That's pretty awesome stuff. Like, thank you. Sorry, you. I'm sorry I'm just having to rule this out. And probably because you're tired, you're like, yeah, I just want to just get to the <laughs> But I think it's important for people just to hear a bit about some of the, you know, in my mind, the amazing things that you've done. And also, like I said, in the short space of time in which you've done that, because that is incredible and hopefully inspires other people. So that's why I'm delving a little bit. So forgive me for being detective and have my eye on you because you strike me as being too too humble for your, for your own good really um so how did your journey start because from everything that i understood you you were rowing that was your thing that was the thing that you were most known for and um you were maybe competing in so how did you make that switch from okay i'm, I'm into rowing oh this bike thing looks all right what happened there uh so there are a few different things that came into play um Cycling kind of uh, was part of rowing training sometimes, like cross okay. training. Um, so I had some experiences of it then. Um, I've, yeah, I was okay at rowing, but never like amazing. And um, I like really enjoyed like doing the stuff in gym, in the gym, um, and was more of like a power athlete as opposed to like an endurance athlete. Um, and so some people suggested trying uh, track cycling. Uh, so that was one point. The second point was I um, stopped rowing when I finished my undergraduate degree. So it kind of seemed like a good time to make that switch because I wasn't sure where I would go and row next if I continued. Um, and then the final thing was I 
didn't get as much enjoyment out of the sport in my final year doing it um and so I felt like I was kind of ready to move on yeah I I think it's so important that you know you enjoy whatever it is that you're doing because then it it just doesn't feel so much like work or or hassle and and actually jumping around a bit so with the PhD that you're doing what is it that you're studying because I'm I'm blown mind blown already because that's like three levels above the highest qualification I've got but what are you studying what's your PhD in at the moment okay um so I initially um it was just supposed to be a research master's <laughs> and yeah. I turned into a PhD but I was supposed to be looking at um like injury prevention in uh high performance athletes in right. rowing um but my background is like material science and so my supervisor was like, oh, we can look at wearable technology and sensors and how you can use that to measure like joint range of motion. So like knee range of motion, for example. Um, so that's what I'm doing. And yeah, so like kind of still have that growing element uh, in my life. That is phenomenal. That is really phenomenal. Um, it, I get the sense that basically if you start to do something, you don't really go in by halves. I, d- I don't think you're kind of like, just. I just try that. It's kind of do it and I'm going to crush it. That's the sense I'm sort of getting. Is that, have you had that feedback before? Do people sort of say that about you? Um, I don't think anyone's said that. I think sometimes I like sign myself up for things and not really think about it until I'm halfway through and I'm like, oh, maybe really? I shouldn't have done this, but I'm in it now. So I'm <laughs> <really happy. laughs> yeah, no, that's brilliant. Because, you know, when I, I look back at, you know, some of the photos, I think from 2017, that's the first time I saw any pictures of you sort of cycling with the amazing kit of the Velocity Posse crew with Biola um, and some of the other ladies that, that are there. So are you still involved with Velocity Posse um, and the Women of Colour Cycling Group a little bit as well? Do you have time to do all of that as well as the PhD, as well as SES and everything else? Um, so I watch all the amazing stuff that Velocity Posse is doing uh, from the outside. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're doing really great things yeah. in cycling. I'm not uh, part of the club anymore. I'm sure. part of SES, as you said. Um, yeah. And then I'm in the Women of Colour Cycling group. So I was part of that since it started. Um, and yeah, now just part of like a group trying to help uh, the Women of Colour Cycling group move forwards and like right. reach more people. Yeah, that's been brilliant. And and I have to say, uh, yeah, I would say I, I put it on record now. Thank you so much, because I think when I first reached out to you a few months ago now, you were so kind. Like I probably just talked at you for like half an hour and you were so patient and listened to my ramblings about what I wanted to do, why I wanted to do it. And then kindly connected me endorsed me with you know like Alison and Sonia and Viola who we've had here um and I've just got to thank you like publicly for for doing that and and believing in what it was that I was trying to do even though you're probably falling asleep with my talking (laughs) so thank you thank you for that really no problem at all I think like the not just the cycling world but like everyone needs to hear those different voices and opinions and so I was more than happy to I'll share that with you so that you could share that with everyone else. Yeah, 
yeah and that that you know from the platform when it was just like literally me and my mum it's now grown to me and my mum and a couple of friends and you know hopefully we can spread the word i, th- I can see doug in the house he's just giving us a wave who's over i think on the uh west coast of america we've got sarah who's waving um other folks from around the world that are tuned in to hear, hear what really what you've been about which is phenomenal so thank you uh once again um so i just want something i've asked everybody everybody that's come on is what is it, it is about cycling that they particularly love so if you were to think about it uh, i think sonia smashed it for me one word she was like joy if you call that one she dropped the mic and then went off what, what is it about cycling for you that you, you particularly enjoy sorry just laughing at michael's message um for me i just i like going fast yeah. i think that feeling you get when you're on the track and you can like dive down the bankings like i love it mm-hmm. um but i yeah i'd have to agree with sonia like over lockdown i found a lot more joy in my cycling because i haven't been thinking about the next race yeah. um and for me that's like been so good and mm-hmm. something that i'm going to try and sustain when i do start racing again yeah brilliant that's that's a, a lovely um sort of take away from you know what has been the pretty crappy situation you know globally all around um so actually i did want to say michael's already jumped in and he's chipping in anyway which we i love thank you michael but if anyone's got any questions they want to ask or encouragement i'm seeing the hearts pop off which is lovely but do do feel free to ask if you don't mind you just ask any questions because i've got some things in my head but it'd be nice if people had the chance to interact with you as well um yeah so Maud, welcome, and Ratif, welcome as well. Enjoyment and freedom, says Gwendolyn. Um, thanks, thanks for that. So, like, I, I love the fact that you, you do love recycling, and I share a little story. So, I think it was back at the beginning of August. Again, I couldn't sleep, so this insomnia thing is probably a bit of an issue. I think it was about half five in the morning. I found myself in bed thinking, oh, I need to get back to some people. I can't sleep. I might as well get back to some people and say thank you for some stuff. And I sent you a message to say, you know, thank you for introducing me to the women, women of colour and all this stuff. And, and you were online and then we had an exchange. You're like, I, I know why I am. Like, what, what are you doing? I thought I was like, oh, I can't sleep because I'm going on. A, my, that was my first bike ride that, that morning with my son that I was going to go on, which I was pumped about. I get very easy excited, as you could tell. And uh, you, you sort of came back with some suggestions of a few things. And you're like, I, I can't I can't talk. I'll, um, I'll be back to you later. And I was like, what, what are you doing at like 5.45 in the morning? Can you share a bit about that story? Because the, people need to know the craziness that you get up to. Right. Um, so, obviously, there's a global pandemic yeah. happening at the moment. And uh, it's meant lots of events have been cancelled. And one of them was Ride London. Um, and like I said earlier on in the chat, I did my first century last year at Ride London. And was really looking forward to doing it again, um, but it was cancelled. Um, so I uh, decided that I was going to still ride the route. Originally, I was going to do it on my own. I don't think I would have made it. Um, but thankfully, uh, like restrictions eased, and I was able to do it with a few friends. Um, but it meant I had to like replot the route because for anyone who has or hasn't done ride london it's completely closed roads um you go on like major a roads through tunnels the wrong way down a one-way system which obviously you can't do normally um 
So yeah, I spent like a few hours like replotting the route and eating cafe stops. Um, and the ride starts at the Olympic Park in Stratford, which is in East London, which is not where I live. Um, and I decided I was going to ride to the start, which right. was 25k. Um, and we were meeting at, I think, 5.30 in the morning, or we were supposed to. Um, so I got up at like... 3.30. You absolute nutcase. So you were, when, when I messaged you at like half five, you've been up for two hours already. Yeah, pretty much. I think I was probably at the park waiting. That's um, So yeah, did the route, uh, which finishes outside Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Rode uh, back to Putney to get some pizza. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm going to ride home now. <laughs> So I rode back home to uh, North London right. um, and did like just over 200k, which was definitely my longest ride by far. So let, let, me, let me understand this. Was there any sponsorship involved in this? Were you doing it for anything other than laughs, just for your personal joy and enjoyment? Uh, for laughs. Also, um, I did like a little write-up last year because I did right. Ride London with SRAM. Yeah. Um, and so like we both thought it'd be interesting to like compare what it would be like um without the support of that event um but yeah i did it for a laugh basically just and to challenge myself people you're getting a sense of what i'm talking about here when i talk about awesomeness (laughs) this is it 200 kilometers just to challenge oneself this is what people some people do which is incredible um and i've got a question has come through from doug doug said that this sounds amazing um i think the question was i don't want to touch it because i might make it go um something around is it a supported ride that you did but i think you kind of answered that this was just was it just you and a few friends that did it no or did you have a car following you along um, so it was me and a few friends. Uh, we decided to pre-plan our cafe stops. Nice. Uh, we had three on the route, um, which meant we also ended up doing it on like the hottest day of the year. Yep. Um, so, but yeah, it was good we pre-planned because we knew where we could get food. We knew where yeah. we could fill up our water bottles. Um, so like we didn't carry everything with us like mm-hmm. on the beginning. We were like, replenishing on the way wow wow I t- that is incredible I've, I've done the ride london twice i think it was 2016 i did it and there i didn't do the nutrition i didn't do the hydration i just set off i don't know if you you did this when you did but because it's closed and there's so many of you i set off like an absolute hooligan did you do the same thing yeah, like the first 40k, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> like, don't have stuff at light. And yep. then I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe not. But I think it's just the adrenaline rush. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. And like I said earlier, like I get super excited by small things. And I was in my element until I got to Box Hill, which is, you know, for people that are not in the UK, it's like Cycling Mecca, some part of the Surrey Hills um, collective. And normally I just breeze that quite easily. I could. And my legs were just like, nope, you've done too much. And the cramp was like incredible. Um, so I thought, right, next year, 2017, I'll do it again. And I don't know if you remember that year, but it was an absolute washout. Um, and I remember being at the top of, it must have been like Newlands Corner or somewhere like that. And there was an ambulance parked up and I could see a woman inside with this foil blanket. And I just kept looking at the ambulance, looking at the road ahead, looking at the rain, thinking, 
I might, I might just go in there. Maybe they'll warm me up or do something just to help me because that was such a miserable ride. But we persevered, didn't get the time I wanted. But yeah, for anyone that hasn't done it, hopefully it comes back because it's amazing experience to ride on on closed roads through some iconic um, sights and scenes, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say hello to a few more. Callum, hello. Ride London 2016 was crazy. Talk about Black. I've seen you in the house. Welcome, folks. Um, ben, at the head of music, is here as well. So thank you all for tuning in and joining. We'll keep it moving because I know you've got dinner soon. Very soon. Um, I think there are a couple of questions. That... Yeah, did you see them? Yeah. So one was if I'd ever done, done it Dynamo or if you'd ever done it as well. The answer is no, but I might now consider it now that I've done that 200k ride. Um, and then the other one was whether I have trouble pacing myself. Mm -hmm. um, I not so, like if I know I'm going to go on a long ride, I'm going to, yeah, I kind of know where my limit is if yeah. I'm on my own. Mm -hmm. um, it's a bit harder when I'm with other people. Uh, yeah. I really struggle with timing. So I have to like, like I will still pace myself, but I also want to try and keep up with someone else, and then I might end up like destroying myself. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I just try and make sure like the people I'm riding with know that I'm gonna like take things a bit slower when it yeah. comes to stuff like that. Amazing, amazing. And look, there's some people that aren't in the UK. I know what Dynamo is. I've not done it myself, but would you be able to give just a brief synopsis of what what that ride is about? Um. I just know it's a really long ride that people do at night. Yeah. <laughs> um, people start like eight eight, 8 p.m. and yeah. ride to I don't know I where exactly. It, I think <laughs> it's towards Norfolk is where they sort of head, and then you supposed you're supposed to sort of get your your wheel into the sea and watch the sun come up, and then you head sort of back from there. Is um the, my understanding of it. Um, but yeah, if anyone's done it before, pop it in the chat. Let us know the full details, the proper details. That would be brilliant. Cool. Um, so a lot of the things that you've done seem to be the sports that where you have to really dig deep. You have to really, I guess, go to places where others wouldn't want to go. As well as the exhilaration, you know, coming down the bank when you're on the track, that's phenomenal. Like, how do you keep yourself in that mental state where you don't just say, look, sod this for a game of like rowing or cycling, like this is too hard. Like what, what is it that keeps you, you know, mentally in the zone, in the game and pushing through, whether it be the crit, whether it's a track, whether it's Kieran, whatever it may be? Um, it's hard because I don't always, I'm not always able to put myself in that mental state, but mm. normally it's like thinking back to when I've done it before like I've done it before I can do it again and that usually helps me or um knowing how I'll how I feel if I make it to the end I'll probably feel worse if I <laughs> don't <laughs> um but normally like after a race or like a hard effort or something like I'll feel like my body will feel awful but like mentally I'll feel really good about it yeah so it's just Looking yeah. forward to that feeling. Yeah, no, I like that. It's, it's 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 interesting just to hear the sort of games that you play because I guess you have to sometimes just just talk to yourself, isn't it? And talk yourself into carrying on when you might just want to just stop um, because you're pushing yourself so hard. Really, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I've had like loads of people put stuff in. I don't know if you've been seeing um, about the dynamo and stuff. So it looks like we've got, if, if you're seeing it, hopefully some good info for anyone. Did you see any questions in there that you wanted to take particularly, Yuri, or should I move on to? Um, I didn't see any questions. I might have missed them. No, <laughs> No, I think it was just lots of love and lots of uh, info about the ride. Um, and uh, Michael was talking about riding through the night, 66 miles done. Well done, well done, sir, over in New York. Good. So future plans, um, hard to make, I know. But in an ideal world, as things start to get better, I say, because we don't know what the future holds. What have you got your eyes set on in terms of targets or goals for the future, really? Um, so up until yesterday, <laughs> uh, one of my targets for this year was um, Bucks, which is University Nationals, um, yeah. which is no longer happening. Oh, no. Um, you found out yesterday, was it? Yeah. Oh. Um, so I don't have any, like, race targets for this <laughs> year. Um, <laughs> I think I just like keep having fun on my bike, get back into structured training. Yeah. Um, and be ready to hit it hard next year. So um hopefully senior nationals goes ahead. Um mm. I'll be working towards that. Um I really want to try some other disciplines. <laughs> so at the moment I just do like road and track, but I've been like itching to get off road for ages. Um yeah. Yes. And also try BMX. So watch the space. Watch it. Look, people, put your money, Yuri, now. Whatever she touches, I'm sure you're going to crush it. I can't wait to see. Um, you know, on that subject, actually, it was a question that I had for Sonia. And I don't know if you saw the, the, the chat last week with Chris, Chris Hall, um, was around number of bikes in one's fleet now it's not about showing off whatever but when you talk about bmx and you talk about off-road with mountain bike i don't think i've seen those in your pictures but i've seen a couple of bikes at least two bikes how many do you currently keep in your your, your collection um so at the moment i only have road and uh track bikes i have four and a half mm -hmm. um <laughs> so i have like my first road bike which just is I keep for sentimental reasons. Yeah. Um, I have the specialised SWX Tarmac, which I rode for the SRAM campaign and then Amazing. was very lucky to get gifted it afterwards. Um, I recently got the new Tarmac, which is going to be built next week. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Is that what Michael's talking about? Yes. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. So you, you've got, oh, wow. That is like the SL7. Yeah, the SL7. You, people, um, people are being blessed right now. What colour are you go, going for? It's like a deep red. So it's like yep. darker than this. Um, and then like silver lettering. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, super excited. Um, and then I have a specialised alley sprint track bike mm -hmm. um which has like crazy paintwork cool. and then like my old track frame so that's the half 
okay, that answers the question. I think we had someone ask yeah. the question, half, how do you have half a bike? So now we, now we know yeah. how we've got. Um, so, wow, roll it. So you want to try BMX, so we add BMX, so we add a mountain bike into the mix as well. So I think I'm going to have to borrow, but yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Until you start competing, I'm, not, I'm no doubt, until you start competing <laughs> in it. Um, that's fantastic. Um, just moving on in terms of um, favourite rides that you've done. I mean, you talked about the 200-kilometre ride, which was pretty awesome back in August. Is there is there a particular ride that sticks fondly in your memory beyond that, or would you say that's probably one of the the, the most favourite rides that you had so far? Um, that's probably one of the most fun ones. I'm trying, I'm just trying to think of the um the road rides I've done because, like last year, I didn't do very much no. um road riding. But I think the first time I went out on the tarmac, yeah. Uh, the S Works when it was mine, um, and then doing doing Ride London last year was like yeah. amazing. Like yeah. I loved it so much. I was riding with the best people, um, had a really great time. Yeah, didn't get grumpy, <laughs> which sometimes happens. You um, get grumpy. You get, I can't imagine you getting grumpy. I don't know you that well, right? People get. I get grumpy if I'm cold. Yeah. If I'm tired or if I'm hungry. Hungry, I'm the same. I'm the same. But yeah, normally cold is like, if I'm cold on a ride, yeah. like, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say Ride London last year was probably my, one of my all-time uh, up there, right? That is, that is awesome. That's totally awesome. Cool. And when it comes to um, nutrition, that's something I'm really interested in because I get hungry as well. Smaller side. A couple of years back was with some friends in the mountains of France and we'd got to I think Col de Glandon and there was food and I was like guys we've ridden a long time let's stop for the food and one of the guys Dan was like no let's push on three kilometers that way there's another mountain I think it was Calibier let's do that and I was like I need, I need, I need food but he was like let's do it let's do it so we got there and when we got there there was nothing to eat whatsoever I've set for Coca-Cola and like a Mars bar so I was like hangry you, you ever get like hangry where you're like hungry and then you're yeah. now and you're angry so we didn't even stay up there took like one or two pictures and then zoom back down because we were like let's go back to the cafe that was at Landon if that's the right way of yeah. by the time we got there from true French star it was closed and there was no food Needless to say, we didn't talk very much. I just like, give me all of your energy, but whatever you've got, you need to give it to me because I told you we should have stopped here. We should have got food and you didn't listen to me. So, so that's a, a little, a little aside. And, and Dan will, um, will still apologize for that to this day because it's not good to be angry. But back to the point, nutrition, nutrition. Right. On the ride, when you're riding, if, if you were riding sort of a medium distance, because some people will be recreational, some people will be endurance level. Say they're doing like a 40, 50 mile ride. What sort of stuff would you advise being almost a doctor? People should be eating. Um, like, eat whatever works for you. Okay. Um, like, for me, I have a mix of like um, gels and then like real food or like snack stuff. Yeah. Um, but if I'm so like, mini flapjacks or um okay jelly babies aren't really real food but jelly babies no not one of your five a day though you can't have that one um, and if i if i'm going on something 
quite like a bit longer then I'll have like an emergency Snickers bar but when I do get to that like not hungry but pre-hungry yeah (laughs) emergency Snickers is the way forward amazing good I'm gonna remember that I don't know how you stop it from melting because I always like melt stuff but um don't ride when it's real (laughs) um I well like I would have it in like a mini saddlebag, so it wouldn't be like next to my body warming up. So fair enough. That, that's that's a sensible thing. Um, yeah, Chris Hall last week was saying that he eats jacket potatoes when he's doing his endurance things. I was like, well, I've never done that, but I might try it and see what happens um, there. Um, uh, hilarious, Mildred, you're too cruel. Your picture doesn't look that bad. He said three hours. I think someone said they eat every three hours, and Mildred said three hours. I eat every hour, but I'm I'm a fat bastard. That that's not nice, Mildred. Be kind to yourself. I um, so recently listened to like um, another Instagram live uh, Mm -hmm. that was like on the Rafa page Mm -hmm. about like how you feel for um, longer rides because their women's 100 is coming up. Mm -hmm. And someone was like, yeah, literally just have a bite of something every 15 minutes. And then I tried it and I was like, why did I not do this before? Because I was literally like, I would try and eat like a whole bar, like once an hour. But then if you just like eat bites of that bar across the hour, then like it's so much better. So I started doing that. I just like, I eat more frequently, but literally like a bite at a time. Amazing. All right. Well, that's top, top tip. Yui said, and she's almost a doctor soon. So... (laughs) I'm not almost. I'm how, still like halfway there. I'm part time. It's taking forever. Is it? How long is it? Yeah. Like, well, I just is how long is a piece of string? Is it in terms of when you could complete it? Um, I'm hope like hoping to complete it in two more years, but okay. it could take longer. It's well, already been three, so yeah. fine. You are closer to being a doctor than I am. So Yui almost doctor says every fifteen minutes, people. That's what we've got to do to um, have nutrition. Um, training is the next thing that I wanted to touch upon because um, I, I've seen some of your videos where you do this thing. I think it's at the Belgian squats where you got the bar. Is it Belgian squats? And you just like dip with like incredible weight. Um, is it called Belgian squats? What's that called? Um, if it's like. There are different ones. So if it's the one where, like, you have a leg up on the bench, then Uh it's like a Bulgarian split squat. Um, Just, or, like, a regular squat. I've also done, like, some, like, power cleans or, like, snatches as well. It's like a mix of things. Uh, I'm not going to pretend I know what you're talking about right here. (laughs) (laughs) But there was a lot of weight, and you were, like, moving down, and then then the other thing, which, which was awesome um to see and then the other thing that i saw which i haven't tried on purpose was you had this shot in your uh, instagram page where a video where you were trying to get started on the rollers without holding on to anything like sort of with one leg getting it going what what possessed you to the, the why, why is that a good idea to do that um i've like i've seen other people do it and like most often at races when yeah. you just don't have anywhere to hold on to something. Uh, um, and so they just self-start and get on. Like yeah. I can already stop without holding on to anything. And I really wanted to learn how to start without holding on to anything and figured 
now is a good is time for me to wow. try. Go Yui. If you haven't seen it, please check out Yui's page. Is it Yui underscore A? Um, yeah. To find you, have a look. Is 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 it in your sort of just the general sort of feed that you've got, or uh, is it a post? Yeah. Uh, it's in one of the posts. Um, yeah. I think from a couple of months back. It's yeah. Not check it out. Uh, how many outtakes before you actually managed to do it? Because I imagine you must have come off a few times. Oh yeah, definitely. I was. I'm pretty sure I posted a video of me like stacking it as well. So um, I was working on it for quite a while before yeah. I got it right. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah I, shared, I shared the bad as well as the good. No, that's cool. Well, in doing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a quick story. So, well, I had rollers up until very recently. A good friend of mine lent me his 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 um smart turbo trainer, um, and I was doing this Wednesday ride for Unity ride that we do, and we have like a Zoom peloton, so you can see people from around the world talk about bikes. You know, we like bikes. We like talking about bikes. Um, and I was doing it. I had to move it because I was messing around with the time. So it was early. It was six o'clock dinner time for the family, and I did it on carpet. And that didn't really work out for me because I think you kind of got beyond firm surface. Uh, I had some people from around the world join this Zoom thing and something went wrong. And I just went flying forward into the table, knocked the table off, knocked my computer off and it went, went, went black. And I, I just wanted to die. I just really wanted the ground to swallow me. But in sharing the bad as well as the good, I thought I'll add that story as to why I'm never trying to cycle on rollers with one leg like you do. So kudos, kudos to you, lady. I like it's. I've been riding rollers for like three years now. So like it's taken me this because I did try the self start thing a couple of years ago and I didn't get it. So like it takes time. It's just practice, and mm -hmm. I would say don't give up. Like I, I still stack it all the time. Right. <laughs> so it happens. Um, I mean, Creed up is in here and he said that you're closer to a doctor than many of us and you're practically teaching medicine. So I'm holding you. Everyone live, you can hear this. If I try this and I get injured, Yuri's gonna give me the remedy to fix me because she said I should try it and I'm gonna try it. I'll give it a go. Cool. Like, um, I just keeping it moving and mindful of it. I'm keeping an eye on the time. I promise you. Um, just around uh, what was I was going to ask you? Is if there was just for people to connect with you, one thing that most people wouldn't know about you, Yui, um, that you wouldn't mind sharing with us. Um, I don't know, it's hard. I feel like lots of people know stuff about me now. Um, oh, okay, actually, so I think quite a few people know that I bake, um, but this is something I did before I was on Instagram, so you wouldn't know unless you knew me on Facebook, but after I finished my exams four years ago, I set myself a baking challenge. Okay. <laughs> where. <laughs> I bake something for every single letter of the alphabet um, in the space of a month. And my flatmates were very happy. <laughs> so how's that work? Give me an example. Um, so A, I baked apple pie. B was banana bread. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But, no, but I get it. Um, I get it. You did that K for me. Yeah. And what was K? Because K for Kofi, you know? K was key lime pie. I can eat that, you know, if you could, if you still have to do it, like you said. <laughs> um, wow. It was, huh? 
That's amazing. Like for t- so, twenty six letters in the alphabet. You did one thing for a whole month. Um. So there were some days where I did two, and then I had like a rest day. <laughs> um. It got pretty intense, but like yeah. once I got halfway, like I had to keep going. So this is the thing like i'll sign myself up for something get halfway and be like this isn't too good but i have to finish it so yeah, yeah. wow that, that that is something that is incredible and another thing just in terms of getting to know you a bit more like when you're training and you're doing the, t- the sort of rollers indoors or turbo training or what have you um are there any sort of tracks i asked creed up this he's in the house and he put me onto childish gambino's uh, camp album which has been playing on loop are there any songs at the moment like top two that you keep playing that get you motivated and amped up or not really top two hmm. okay i have different playlists for like different things yeah um but on one of my playlists i've got like an angry playlist um uh, and i have uh a song by papa roach um last resort <laughs> not um, if you don't know it look it up <laughs> um pretty pretty angry um so that's like if i know i've got like a really hard effort or so i'll use it for that that playlist for that or like in the second phase of my warm-up to like get really pumped if i'm at a race yeah, yeah. um i don't think i can pick a second that's fine because there are so many yeah that's fine so when when that happens and you get that anger going on are you like basically harnessing the power of like the hulk like a female hulk like to you (laughs) (laughs) is that what's going on you're getting angry so you can unleash some superpowers yeah i think for me it's just like it helps me like get more in the zone i can like focus on the lyrics get pumped not think about like the pain or try not to think about like the pain that's in my eggs. Fair enough. Fair enough. Doug, Doug over from the West Coast has said high school feels. I think that's in relation to the Charles Gambino album. If anyone's heard this Papa Roach song, let me know. Let me know out of ten what we're giving it, because uh it sounds a bit suspect to me, but <laughs> we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. Cool. Um we're making really good progress. I, I think one of the things I wanted to touch upon the whole reason where, you know, when I was ranting with you months ago about Rife Unity was increasing the representation, showing more diversity, because cyclists, you know, come in all different shades, sexes, sizes, shapes, you know, you know, all that stuff. And it was really interesting, actually, to read you. You took part in this diversity report um, with Andy Edwards, I think, compiled last last year, um, which I read through and thought was was, was pretty awesome. Um, from your take, like, how how diverse are you sort of seeing cycling like when you're going around and you're doing your races because like i think it's awesome i've never raced i wouldn't know what it's like what's the scene like uh, are people pretty open-armed and welcoming and is it quite diverse or is there still a, i guess any any changes that you think could still be done to make it more inclusive um i think like when i've been to races it's been pretty welcoming i've not mm. had anyone kind of say anything or do anything offensive that i'm aware of um but it's not diverse no no and on Um, on, no please carry on i was gonna say um it's i've seen more diversity on the track side compared to the road Mm -hmm. Fine. And, and to me, it seems like like many people, like we talked to Alison, you know, who you know, um, previously, she seemed ambiola, like the kind of people that will just 
do what they want to be doing regardless. But for you, does that make a difference? The fact that it's not particularly diverse? I, I don't, don't necessarily imagine that it would do, but I'm just curious to sort of get your sense on that, your take on that. Um, at the beginning, it didn't really, but it's mm-hmm. kind of impacted me in different ways. Um, so because it's not diverse, I stand out for obvious reasons. And yeah. it, I put more pressure on myself to either do well or not make a mistake because you could like easily pinpoint if like I cause an accident or something Um, and so it made me a bit like uneasy in that sense Um, and there were definitely times I questioned like whether I should be psyching because of the lack of diversity like I mean I'd already started racing by this point but part of me was like well maybe I shouldn't be because where are the other people that look, look like me? They're all doing other sport. Um, yeah. Thankfully, I don't really think that so much anymore yeah. because the sport has been welcoming and I have like really supportive people around me. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that's amazing. And and I've, I've, I feel what you're saying in terms of the work of nature cycle. I, I love it. Like the story as I put out today, you can see there are people from all over the world. I think Creedub was featured, Namaya was featured, Doug, he, he was featured on it. The Women of Colour group, you, Alison Viola, featured Michael. Um, people from all different backgrounds, whatever, you know, your persuasion or, or sort of orientation are taking part in it. And I think as cyclists, we kind of get that whole diversity story with the mountain biking, with the fixies, with the BMXs, with the road, with the track stuff we get it and i feel like yeah it'd be amazing if uh, we could spread some of that, that goodness around but look for me you've been awesome you, you're a super inspirational person I, i'm glad that brands like shram and specialize have taken you um forward and as as you know poster girl for you know what what cycling can be about because that rises meteoric um are there a couple of people i asked read up this um as well like, are there a couple of people that are in cycling or in life in general that you kind of look up to or um, take, um, what's the word? Take, what's the word? I've lost all my words. Take a... That's the thing. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that you take inspiration from? Um, I think when I started, um, like when I started racing, I, um, the, I was inspired a lot by like the other members of Velocity Posse. Like they were just so awesome. Like I wanted to be like them. I wanted to be as fast as them. I wanted to yeah. race against them. And like they really pushed me. Um, and then three years ago, I went to a talk at Look Mum No Hands and I heard of Aisha McGowan for the first time and I was like mm-hmm. I like initially felt like really silly about not knowing anything about her. Um but I was super excited to meet her and like for me she's so like she's such an inspirational person mm-hmm. and like I really enjoyed like following her journey to become a pro cyclist. That's amazing. Yeah I I um when you said that so many hearts just came up on my i don't know if you've seen the same thing there's a lot of love out there if, if you've if if you've heard of aisha mcgowan let's maybe give us a thumbs up or something because if you haven't that's someone 
to check out you know um a lot of love coming through on that um, and creed i'll thank you for laughing at me and asking me to wake up i think I, i'm not like you i'm not so slick and smooth i forget things sometimes god damn it, god damn it. but anyone heard of aisha mcgowan um if you haven't yep uh, michael has if you haven't i think she goes under the handle i suppose doug doug's there so I, our u.s family seem to have yeah creed up is coming in i follow aisha yeah i think she's and sarah as well so she's as i suppose um it's all she goes under and um i'm trying to get her to chat to me um she, we're going to chat we're going to chat because she's honestly someone that i look up to um massively as well in terms of what she's done with the um the foxes network and i think she's an ambassador for shram as well if i'm not mistaken um which is awesome good yeah yeah aisha says everyday superpowers cycling hand oh my god so yeah no wonder there were so many hearts i think a lot of people have definitely come across her we've got t minus nine minutes and if 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 less we can do less so you can get some rest and i can get some sleep because I'm forgetting words that I should 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 know. Um, basically, so um, the the other thing that I did want to talk to you about was just um, about your motto or mantra. Like, I don't know if you've got anything that is a core value to you or something that is your modus operandi for life. But I just thought I'd ask that question. Really, is there anything that you live by in terms of? Um, I think. The reason I get myself into all of these crazy situations is because I just say yes mm-hmm. to a lot mm-hmm. of things. And I mean, it's got me here, so it can't have been a bad thing. Um, yeah. So I'd say just say yes, because yeah. like you can have so many great experiences yeah. if you take yourself slightly out of your comfort zone. And even if it doesn't end up out, great like you've had that experience and you know the future yeah, yeah. just say yes <laughs> oh, that's brilliant well I, I, I take a leaf out of that and there was something i saw i don't know if you can remember it but i think it was one of your early early posts where velocity posse had this sticker that you had on your bike do you do you remember what that was and could you paraphrase or um, share what it says something like uh like sucking at something is the first step to being sort of good at it, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, basically just that you're not like always going to be great at the beginning, but you have yeah. to go through that phase to get better at it. So, yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And uh, I can, I can relate. I think people take that sort of slightly differently. The one for me that I had before June, before I started this, I got inspired by the phrase, which was um, start where you are, uh, use what you, have yeah. and, and do what you can which was uh, Arthur Ashie and, and that's my motto right now like I before June I was minding my own business living a comfortable life with my family and doing what I was doing and obviously events in the world happened and I was thinking Ugh, what can I do with zero platform don't know how to use social media don't know how to spell inspiration let alone say it no difference now but um <laughs> But I, I started something. I thought I'd start something and give it a go. And actually, it's inspired me to say yes to more things, actually, fun enough. And just figure, like, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? As long as I don't, you know, I'm going to keep trying it. And then the next time something hard comes up, you're like, oh, well, yeah, man, why not? Like, because you might get good at it and not everyone knows it from the start. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, a lot of love coming through from Sion, Sion Dion. Is that like Celine Dion? I love that. Um, Lloyd, I, 
Do you know Sion? Uh, I think it's part of the Women of Colour group as well. Uh, um, but I was going to say, like, the start where you are, like, I've started trying to employ that as well, especially, like, when I've had a break from training and mm -hmm. then it's so easy to be like, well, this is where I was before. Or, yeah. like, if I've been ill, like, this is where I was before. But, like, it's no use to think like that. So I just tell myself, like, start where you are. And yeah. then move forwards from there and it's definitely helped totally totally and if you haven't seen it like on my instagram story today it's exactly that what happened to me because i've been on holiday for two weeks came back to work this week eating candy floss chips scampi whatever i could get my hands on i was like a glutton no bike <laughs> pretending to run for a little bit but i went with my kids so i was going at like two miles an hour and loving the experience and then i came back after going pretty hard on my training this week and just hated it because obviously where the ftp has been set in terms of my functional threshold the power how hard i can go i just i couldn't do it i tried one session on monday nearly died wanted to break the turbo and then on wednesday ride for unity believe it or not i wanted not to do it because i was like i don't like this and then today i was so excited because i was like you know what i'm going to go on there and i'm going to take the power rating down and just start from where I am and it's we're just going to go again and I was so happy that I did that that yeah I'm, I'm ranting and I'm sharing um we've got about four minutes left and before I conclude I just wanted to pass over to you in case there's anything that you wanted to share to talk about that we haven't covered because it's been a lovely back and forth and we've had some love coming in scampy Kenny Sykes says feed up is giving us a a prawn I think maybe um so a lot of love <laughs> is that a prawn <laughs> A food, basically food. He's like, go on. He's loving the food. Um, thank you, thank you, Creed Up. Um, is there anything that you wanted to sort of share that we haven't touched upon at all? Um, I, I think like there are lots of reasons I am where I am now, but a lot of it was down to like the support I had and like the opportunities like people gave me. Um. Yeah. Uh, that I suggest to you, um, but yeah, I wouldn't be here without those opportunities. And like, if like that's what I'm trying to do now to like help other people have those opportunities to enjoy cycling or um, progress further in the sport. Um, and so I just can say, like, if you guys are have the chance to do that to like share those opportunities, like it can like as like from someone who's had that, like I appreciate it so much and yeah. I think other people would too. Uh, definitely. I have to say like, again, thank you. If you just joined us, like Caroline, who has just figured out how to work it. Caroline, uh, hopefully this time I'll remember because I'm not good at tech. I've forgotten to save these before, but I will save it. You can watch it at your leisure. Um, but I have to say thank you once again, because just what you said in terms of paying it forward, you've definitely done with me in terms of when I reached out in June and connecting me to all the wonderful people that we've heard talk, Sonia, Alison's down to you, Biola's down to you, and then responding to my crazy, craziest ideas of what next arrive for you to like stupid o'clock in the morning. Now I know why, now I know why, but you know, you really helped. And I think that together, if I could say anything, just as sort of closing, you know, you've been a massive inspiration. It's good to hear the stories good to delve a bit deep into everything that you've done. And I just say for anyone out there who's thinking, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I can do anything, I don't know if I can make any difference, like squash that, 
say yes, try something. We've all got some gifts out there. Um, and let's use cycling to bring people together and achieve some great things. And um, you, I just wanted to say two minutes to go. I've actually done it. You've done it. Um, you're going to have a lovely dinner, I hope. Um, thank you so much. And we, we all, I think, without a doubt, look forward to seeing like whatever comes next and following your progress. So UE underscore A, if you're not on it, please do check her out. But um, thank you so much once again. Thank you for having me, Kofi. And like what you're doing with Ride for Unity is amazing. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how it grows. And thank you to everyone that tuned in as well to listen. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you.